0: Hi, John. How are you this week?
1: Hi, Elliot. Good, thanks.
0: So um, I noticed this week that the um, House Permanent Subcommittee, or I'm sorry, the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations, issued a lengthy report on entitled The Art Industry and in U.S. Policy on Sanctions. Did you see that report?
1: Yeah, and PSI has a really strong history of doing uh, very, not only just detailed reports, but very influential reports in the money laundering, financial crime, and cyberspace. So this is a, this is a two-year report, uh, or the culmination of a two-year report. And a combination of things in there uh, talks about the skirting of sanctions uh, by Russian oligarchs through high-end art deals, which is very uh, relevant to some of the things we've been working on with the Antiquities Coalition and the Financial Crime Task Force uh, related to the lack of oversight uh, from a bank secrecy act standpoint to the art industry.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, reading the report and, uh, there's a fair amount of, uh, um, reporting related to interactions between the uh, subcommittee staff and representatives of the four big, uh, art auction houses in the United States. And, uh, it was interesting. They talked about, you know, they have, they're not required to do anything, but they have some basic, uh, operating procedures, but, you know, if, if somebody from uh, a regulated financial institution looked at those, they'd kind of just chuckle because, uh, you know, well, we don't really ask who the real buyer is. We kind of know these folks that are bidding at the auctions usually aren't the real buyer, but, you know, it was sort of like, don't ask, don't want to know.
1: Oh, that's right. And, you know, it's a lengthy report. It's, it's certainly worth uh reading. One of the sections that jumped out at me is related to that on auction houses having quote, voluntary, unquote, AML policies, which is never the same as requirements, let's face it. But they also talk about that secrecy is pervasive in the art industry. It's not regulated. And they say it's governed by, quote, unwritten rules, unquote. So I think uh, that led them to their conclusion after talking to a number of players that uh, there needs to be changes to the Bank Secrecy Act to include the art industry. Something, like I said, that um, this task force that I'm involved in has been working on for quite a while. So I think it's really interesting, very timely. And given the fact the house and Senate are going to be conferencing on the AML reform infrastructure package. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out.
0: Yeah. And um, the subcommittee's recommendation to amend the bank secrecy act to add uh, high value art dealers in there was interesting because um, the EU is already ahead of us. Their, um, their fifth anti-money laundering directive, um, uh, which I think was, a 2016 or 2017 issuance gave till the beginning of 2020 for members, member countries to get on board with a, um, a full regime, which is now in effect, uh, with art dealers. And, uh, the other thing that was stunning in the report to me was, um, uh, the subcommittee indicated that uh, art is the largest unregulated, from a BSA perspective, business in the United States, $28 billion, about $12 billion done through the auction houses, but about a little over $16 billion annually done through private dealers. So it's not just about bringing the auction houses in. It's about getting all the people doing high, high value, however you end up end up deciding to define that uh, uh, inside the tent so that we can track uh, where the money's going and uh, be sure that it's not uh, being used to evade sanctions or uh, convert dirty money.
1: And that last point is really important because the, the committee staff go the great lengths to uh, give examples where despite sanctions imposed on individuals, these oligarchs, buddies of Putin in March of 2014, they were still able to purchase works of art at auction houses and that followed what they call the same general financial path as before sanctions. So that alone tells you uh, that even though we're all uh, under sanctions of regime individually and corporately, uh, that there are ways to evade this. And if you put it under the Bank Secrecy Act, eventually there'll be requirements that due diligence, reporting suspicious activity and having programs and procedures will be put in place And that should uh, remedy some of these issues that they raised.
0: Yeah, this may be the biggest significant, uh, the most significant financial hole in the overall U.S. uh, anti-money laundering regime.
1: You know, I think that's right. So uh, more more to come on this uh, as we continue to watch this space.
0: Okay. well, John, uh, have uh, uh, a good weekend and uh, I will, uh, I or someone else will be chatting with you next week.
1: All right. Stay safe.
0: Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.